This is Love Talk, the Monica Marshall Podcast. For everyone who desires honest soul-to-soul conversations that will encourage, empower, and fire you up to break strongholds, establish your role in God's plan for this world, and to take bold actions. Here's your host, Monica Marshall. Hi, friends. A fall theme is called Fear Not, a reminder of who's in charge, and we are talking all about overcoming the spirit of fear and growing boldly in faith. My hope is that each day you grow more and more in confidence and develop a supernatural courage and boldness. Hey friends, we continue talking about church and I have a fun message for you today. I will be sharing my experience with actually following God's lead. But before that, I want to talk about something. I, I've i heard from a few people that share a common belief, and then I googled it, <laughs> and learned that it is actually a belief among Christians. So I want to talk about it a little bit. Um, what I realized is that there is this common belief that because we give money to the church, and that's what Jesus asked us to do, that should be enough for the church to pay staff or volunteers or companies or whoever they need to pay to make sure that everything is done so all the serving is taken care of. I've never heard of it. And whoa, no, <laughs> no, it doesn't work like this. No. We give money to the church because Number one, Jesus told us to, we tied, but also because we believe in a mission of a church. We give out of that belief, right? That's why you give money. When the Lord said, walk in to serve, he didn't say, walk in and clean the toilets. Although some will be asked to humble themselves with cleaning toilets. But majority of us will be asked to use our gifts and to step in when there is a need. So just because you give money doesn't mean that this is where it ends. You see, when you give money and believe that that's it, I did my deed, you are walking in with greedy hands, my friends. You are. You are walking in for that church to serve you. You paid for it, right? No. If that's your belief... I asked you right now to pause this recording if you haven't dropped yet and pray and repent and repent that lie. This is a lie from the enemy and not the Lord. That belief is not truth and it does not match the truth that the Lord speaks over us. No. No, no, and no. Yes. Financial support is extremely important, and I urge you to tie the 10% at least. But don't think that that's all you have to do. You don't have to do it. You do it because you believe in your church. You do it because you believe in the kingdom. You do it because you believe in the works that the Lord is doing. And then you can also serve because the Lord's asking you to. He's saying, walk in with an open heart and serve so I can pour even more into you. Don't create borders around what you should or shouldn't do. It's not up to you. You see, we live in the reality of knowing now. 
We dream about later. We dream about tomorrow. We dream about what's going to happen in an hour. We plan for it. But all we know is the now. The Lord, He sees what's going to happen on Monday, some Monday, in the fall, 15 generations from now. And He sees that what you do right now, the way you serve, will impact Joey, who will impact Mary, who will impact so-and-so and and 15 generations from now. Sweet Annie will get impacted because of something that you did, that you obeyed. So no. If you still believe that you pay to be served in church, repent and just do not believe that lie. Father, we ask that that lie is erased from Christian population right now. That is a lie. Okay, now, (laughs) on to our new episode. I want to share the story of how my family found the church we are going into and how it really worked out, how it worked out for us when we decide to stop going to a church to serve us and walked in with open hearts. Before we moved to Destin, we used to come here on vacation. And when we started, we would stay for a couple weeks. So on Sundays, we wanted to go to church and we had a list, right? We had a list of what we needed from the church. And at this point, just to explain, at this point, one of the big things on a list was church that talks about the Bible in a way of reviewing it verse by verse. We really needed deep understanding of the Bible. That's where we were in our walk. That was the timing. And there was a church that we um, attended online because that's what they do. Um, They've been doing it for about 20 years now and they are still not even in the middle of the Bible, but that's what we needed. So while looking for a church, we were looking for a church that would do it. And of course, we couldn't find the exact same church. But we found a church that checked a couple of boxes. Okay, two out of 20, we're good to go. Mm, Not really, but we did. And while we were preparing to visit that very church, the Lord said, "Mm, before you go, I want you to know that there is a different church I want you to go to. So swing by on the way to the other church, which meant just go there, honey. But we drove by and (laughs) to what my wandering eyes appeared, a building that I used to go to clubbing. Oh, and it wasn't a good club. Guys, I went there for the 80s nights, so I went on a very innocent nights. But on not so innocent nights, some bad things were happening in that club. So when we pulled into that parking lot, I literally looked at the building. My jaw dropped down to the floor mat in my car. And I said, well, the hell froze over. It felt like it did. The redemption of the building. Whoa. And my sweet husband said, well, let's just go in here. We did look at this church, but the other one checked two more boxes than this one, but we walked in. And every time we vacationed, we kept going because that's where the Lord kept telling us to go. 
And it was a cute vacation church for us. Boys loved it. They served cinnamon rolls. I mean, that wasn't even on my list, cinnamon rolls. Um, there was this guy, Albert, that just made us so happy. And it, it was good. It was good for vacations. And last time we went there, during vacation, the Lord said, when you move here, this will be your home. <laughs> and I giggled because, number one, there was a church locally that checked a few more boxes. So that's where we will go if we ever move. But number two, we were not planning on moving to Destin. Fast forward only six months. And guess what? We were residents of Florida. And me, I was still excited to go church shopping. Like, guys, I was so excited. I was excited to get the new pants and tumblers and t-shirts and check all the churches. And especially the one that checked just the most of the boxes. And the Lord kept saying no. And my five-year-old said, Mommy, why don't you just listen to Jesus? Oop, whoopsie. Got called out. But guys, did you just hear what I said? Tumblers and t-shirts. I was seriously shopping for a church. In my mind, at least. And I've done it many times. And you know what? I just realized that I don't have a tumbler or a t-shirt from this church that I've been going to for a year. And I'm okay with it. Whoa. Well. Maybe I'll get one for Christmas. <laughs> the Lord said to go. And I I struggled with it. Because, you know, I had this perfect church in my head. And there was a church that was closer to the perfect than this one. So I went back to my prayer journal so that I can so that I could read exactly what the Lord said when he said, you'll move here, this will be your church, and why. What he said was, you will go to this church and hover over it until I'll show you how you can serve. Do what now, Lord? You mean like I'll fly? <laughs> like I will, like, what? Hover over it. Friends, we obeyed. Because in the back of my mind, I kept hearing, do you have greedy hands or do you have an open heart? Not in those words. Those came to me this week. But that's how I felt. I felt like, well, why am I going to church? So we obeyed. And friends, for the first time in my life, no, for the second, when I walk into the church the first time, I didn't have expectation. I didn't even know it was a church. Um, more on it later. But for the second time in my life, I didn't walk in hoping for something. I didn't walk in with an expectation. I didn't walk in with the posture of this church is going to give me so much. And so-and-so goes here. I may be able to meet them. Oh, and this organization launched from this church. I could get involved in a way of and so-and-so. No, I didn't have any of those expectations. I actually, without God saying it yet, walked in with an open heart. I just obeyed. I didn't hope for a life-changing sermon. I just didn't hope for a sermon at all. I didn't. I didn't walk in hoping for a free pen or t-shirt or tumbler. 
I didn't walk in expecting any items. I didn't walk in hoping I'll meet new people. Actually, I didn't want to meet people because I didn't want to make friends in a church that I assumed I would be leaving, right? I walked in without any expectations, hopes, nothing. I just walked in because he told me to do so. I did walk in asking, what is it that you want me to do? And friends, his promptings were so unusual at times, but I followed. The interesting thing is that because I walked in without an expectation, I found myself doing things that I so undone. Like tidying up a coffee, a coffee counter when I grabbed my tea or um, wiping off the sink in a bathroom when I saw it splashed. I didn't walk in with an expectation that this was someone's assignment and someone will do it. I just did it because there was a splash of coffee or water or something. I found myself tidying up places, something I've never done before in other churches. But because I walked in without an expectation, zoomed in on these are the five things Monica needs, I started seeing the little things that I could do. And trust me, the promptings that came from God weren't always comfortable. Some were, some not, but here's a list of examples. Reach out to this very specific pastor and do a Bible study with her. What? Like, what? She needs, what? But we did. And I've done this study many times. I've led this study more than 20 times at that point. There was nothing I could have gotten out of the study. I, I got it all. And at the end, I realized that in those 15, 20 studies I've done before, I only got about the 10%. Yeah. And then he said, reach out and share my vision of what their small groups program could look like. No, Lord. But I did. And this was such an amazing learning experience, guys. For a couple of reasons. First, realizing that his vision is his vision and that I had the spiritual gifts that follow his vision and that there are people that are open-minded and interested in hearing from someone. It was God. And he said... Reach out and lead a table at a Bible study. No. Lord, I... Oh, the Bible studies. I struggled because I had trouble leading Bible studies for churches before. They were not open to me doing it, even if I led hundreds of Bible studies outside. But that's what he said, and I did. And I walked in with this belief that I could maybe bring something to those girls and I paid attention to them and I watched them and I learned them and I prayed for them. And you know what happened at the end? I came out from that study changed. I learned how to lead the studies in a way I've never even thought was possible. 
And as soon as that ended, he said, hey, do you see this girl over there? This one? Look at her. She needs a Bible study, this very specific one, to create a group. <laughs> the what, Lord? But I did. And again, I did it because the Lord said someone needed Bible study group. And I had great girls in this group, so I thought, man, we will tackle it all together. Well, we didn't tackle it all together. We got wrecked, all of us. And we got put together and we broke strongholds that some of us didn't even know we had. That group changed lives. And guess what? It changed my life. It changed me. <laughs> it changed me. And then the money came. The requests. We already gave to the church, but then the Lord said, seed this program without being asked and seed this one. And hey, Monica, write a check for this. And we did. And we didn't question it. We just wrote the checks. And our business grew, <laughs> which made no sense. We weren't working any much more, but it grew. And every time it grew, the Lord showed us a need. But our business grew much more than the need was. And then one day he said, at 6 a.m. on Mondays, you will go to church's parking lot and pray. Pray over this church and then the city and then the county and the state and the country and the continent and the world itself. <laughs> 6 a.m. on the parking lot on Mondays. Mondays. Lord, Mondays are my busiest days. Ugh. And I shared this with my friend who said, cool, I'll be there. <laughs> and we've been doing it. And you know what happened during that time? We've seen, we all have seen, all meaning we have a bigger group now, but we all have seen God at works in ways that I would have never known happen if I was not there on Mondays praying for those things. Praying for things in the church and in the city and in the county and in the state. We prayed for things on that little parking lot that are now surfacing on a national level. <laughs> we didn't even see Lord working, but He was. And now we get to see it because, because I went there with an open heart. And the friend I just mentioned. Friends, you remember when I said I walked into this church not wanting to make friends? Well, I met the friend that I was praying for, the friend I was praying for for 11 years. That wasn't my expectation of this church. <laughs> but it was a blessing that I received. The tenfold. And then the Lord said, send an email to the pastor. Ooh, don't like that. I wrote it and I said, Lord, that's rude. And he said, no. I said, Lord, that, that's ugly. Let's rewrite it. And he said, no. And I said, Lord, that's rude. Let's ask my friend to read it. And he said, no. So finally, I just sent it. 
he wasn't that well received. And he was okay with me because I did what he said. And when I sent that, what happened in so many ways showed me where my gift fits, where Lord fits. And it showed me how the steering starts when we don't know that we are creating a steering. And it showed me that what he said, do it unapologetically, I've done with a lot of guilt and shame. And because of feeling of that guilt and shame, he said, go and apologize. And I said, what? You told me to do it. Now you want me to apologize? But I did. And you know what happened then? I received freedom, forgiveness, not, not just from the pastor I spoke to, but I received it. I allowed myself to receive it. And that email was just a preparation for what's to come. Friends, the church we go to, I can tell you, my list had 25 items and he checked 11. There's another church in town that checked 13. I would have looked past and gone to the other one. But this church changed my life. My life is changed because I walked in without expectation of this church doing anything for me and with an assumption that I'm there because Lord wants me to serve. Do you see that? You want to look at my list? 25 items. Right now, this church is checking 23 of them. The 24th one, the verse by verse study, we watch online. It's all done. <laughs> and Lord, <laughs> Lord just got me there hovering. And at some point, I truly felt like I was hovering and he just kept dropping me down to complete tasks. Lead the group, talk to these people, send an email, wipe the counter. Whether those things felt little or big, insignificant or important, easy or super extremely uncomfortable, I obeyed and served. My concentration was on his needs for the church. And that was the first time I walked in with that posture. And then one day I sat back and it hit me. I've received more blessings during one year in this church than I have ever had anywhere else. I sat on my favorite chair with a cup of beet soup. Yes, I'm Polish. I love beet soup. Don't cringe. And I cried. Images of all the blessings that he poured into my life flashing in front of my eyes. Friends, the church I go to is amazing, but I would have passed on it. And if you are looking for a church in Destin, I will be the first one to invite you to it. 
the pastor who's not teaching verse by verse, which like I said, I get online. The Lord showed me that the calling on his life is to go after the lost, like some never even thought was possible. And he is. And his wife is right there with him, marching, going after the lost, training others to do the same. I would have missed out on seeing it if I went with my list. Friends, I found peace while hovering. I've received a gift of true friendship. I grew as a study leader. I actually grew as a leader. I grew as a person like never before. I grew as a wife and as a mother. I got to the point that the studies I've always led turned into me leading my own studies, writing my own. The whole reason why I'm here in front of this microphone is because I obeyed and went to this very church. I learned to lead with love and received multitude of it in return. I've made connections that normally wouldn't be open to me. They would be closed and trust me, I know, because I've tried before. I've received a true blessing of understanding of my spiritual gifts and so many elevated. I got to serve and lead equally. However, I didn't receive what I poured in equally. I've received so much more. Friends, blessings like this are available to you too. As long as you go in with the posture of a servant, with open hearts and with open hands, with the mindset of the Lord planting you there because He needs you, you will find those blessings too. Let me lead you in a prayer. As always, I will leave you with a few minutes of melody so you can talk to our Lord. You can have a just an honest, vibrant conversation. Be yourself. Just talk to Him. Those are the best prayers. Father, we are so thankful. We are so thankful that you see our obedience and that it captures your heart. And that when we walk in with open hearts, you just pour in and in and in and it never ends. And that when our hearts close, you knock on them and you want them to open. We are so thankful that you never give up on us. We are so thankful that you see us worthy the need of our help, that you want us to help. Father, I ask that anyone that's listening today faces you and says, I'm ready. I'm ready to do it your way. I've been to churches that were going to serve me and whether it worked out or not, my hands were greedy or not, I am ready to walk in with an open heart and to serve. No matter what, Lord, no matter what you ask me for. Please speak to me and please show me what you need me to do. What church you need me to go to. I will give my money joyfully and I will serve even with much more joy. And I will do it without any expectation. 
just because I want to obey. Father, I ask that anyone listening receives peace and understanding that they were created to be a big part of your kingdom, that they are a crucial part of your body. Please give them an understanding of how important they are and how much you need them. Show them the ways that they can serve and show them the ways that they're serving right now is impacting generations ahead. 